time for another timeless yet poorly enumerated quack cast. This one I think is roughly 63 plus or minus four. It's entitled Without Borders. Quote, take up the white man's burden, the savage wars of peace, fill full the mouth of famine and bid the sickness cease. And when your goal is nearest, the end of others sought, watch cam and woo folly, bring all your hopes to naught. Rudyard Kipling, kind of. The White Man's Burden, a bit of racism from the 19th century. For those of you who have not heard of the White Man's Burden, it is, quote, the term White Man's Burden has been interpreted as racist or taken as a metaphor for a condescending view of non-Western national culture and economic traditions, identified as a sense of European ascendancy, which has been called cultural imperialism. An alternative interpretation is a philanthropic view common in Kipling's formative years that the rich have a moral duty and obligation to help the poor better themselves, whether the poor want the help or not. End quote. I will let the commentators debate the meaning of the poem. There are places in the world, however, so devastated by poverty, disease, and political corruption that it may indeed be beyond the capacity of the local populations to overcome their problems. They need outside help. Certainly the impulse to help those less fortunate than yourselves is a noble tradition. Haiti, Central America, and Uganda are parts of the world that need assistance in overcoming an incredible number of problems to reach even a basic level of material support for its population. What better way to help people in dire need of the basic requirements for health and material well-being than to provide them with Western scams. At least here in the industrialized West, we have options. If acupuncture or homeopathy or Reiki does not take care of our problem or our disease worsens, we are a quick trip away from the emergency room. In the United States, you may not be able to afford the care. It is the number one cause of bankruptcy in the U.S., but at least effective health care is available. Other societies do not have that option. Often their one point of contact with health care providers and or shamans is their only contact, and there is no other infrastructure that will take care of the ill. Uganda, for example, spends $135 per capita on health care and has 0.047 physicians per 1,000 people. That's a total of about 1,500 doctors for a population of 35 million. Haiti spends $82 per capita. I spend more than that for my daily peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch, $1.10. By comparison, the U.S. spends 6000 a year per capita on health care. These are societies where small amounts of money carefully spent can have enormous impact. Relatively small amounts of cash can do enormous good in impoverished parts of the world. $10 can buy a mosquito net and prevent malaria. The measles vaccine costs less than a dollar a dose and can prevent devastating outbreaks of the disease. $100 can provide the hungry with two chickens and a goat, although there are many websites opposed to buying animals for starving human beings because the animals are treated cruelly much better to let the humans die of starvation. So why spend the money on nonsense? 
Now, I know it is a false choice. Just because money is being spent on something useless like homeopathy or acupuncture doesn't mean that the same money would go to a more rational choice if it was otherwise available. In medicine, we are aware of ethical issues in treating vulnerable populations. Maybe not 25 years ago, as Tuskegee shows, but still, we're doing better. The poor and the uneducated do not have the resources to separate fact from fiction and may lack the background to make truly informed decisions. Yet none of this stops scamsters from exporting their nonsense to the poor, the hungry, the undereducated, and the desperate. For examples, research. Quote, The only thing necessary for the triumph of disease is for good men to do homeopathy. Edmund Burke, sort of. Diarrhea is a major source of morbidity and mortality in large parts of the world. It is the second, and I originally wanted to say it was the number two, but that would be inappropriate in the context. Oh, but I did it anyway. <laughs> I'm so tricky. But it's the second cause of infant death in the world. Treatment and prevention of diarrheal illnesses is key to decreasing infant mortality worldwide. So, how can I make a major impact on human diarrheal illnesses? Should I provide clean water? Yeah. Oh, the rotavirus vaccination. Now, that just feeds the coffers of big pharma. Hey, wait. I know. Let's give random homeopathic medications to children in the slums of Nicaragua and compare it to placebo and see if it helps their diarrhea. That's the ticket. And they did that in Treatment of Acute Childhood Diarrhea with Homeopathic Medicine, a randomized clinical trial. They used a variety of homeopathic treatments for diarrhea. They'd use Arsenium album if the patient had great anxiety and restlessness, burning or excoriating. They used chamomile if the patient felt better while being carried or had diarrhea during teething. They used mercurius vivus if the patient had chills alternating with heat and profuse perspiration or slimy, scanty, bloody stools. They used podophyllum if they had a thirst for large quantities of cold water. Hmm. And if their stools were profuse, frequent, gushing, painless, watery. And of course, they used sulfa if they had red ring around the anus or the odor of rotten eggs. Man, these homeopaths are astute clinicians using such careful diagnostic criteria for which to give their medications. I'm so envious of their profound knowledge of human physiology. So anyway, kids had diarrhea, and if they had one of those symptoms, they got one of those homeopathic nostrums. So who had oversight on this study? On the paper, quote, Informed consent was obtained from the parent or guardian using a disclosure statement that had been approved by the Human Subjects Review Committee of the University of Washington, end quote. Now, one-third of Nicaraguans are illiterate, and only half of those in the country get a fifth grade education, which implies that even if you get a fifth grade education, you're likely to be illiterate. Sounds like Portland Public Schools. I would think, obviously erroneously, that the University of Washington would recognize that the parents of children in Nicaraguan slums may not have the background to understand informed consent or the essential irrationality, I mean science, 
of homeopathic nostrums, and one would hope that the University of Washington would be interested in protecting those who cannot protect themselves. Evidently not, since their faculty continues to export magic to vulnerable children and adults in third world countries. They have been doing homeopathic therapy studies in third world countries all the way up through 2006. They have been giving homeopathic remedies in studies that were done in Honduras, Nicaragua, Nepal. So if you want to do a clinical trial on homeopathy, make sure you do it on the poorest, most desperate people who have the least opportunity to get good medical care and understand what you're doing. Go University of Washington. Now, this is not Tuskegee-level research. Well, not yet, but it looks to me like they're working on it. Now, I understand that one person's lapse in medical and scientific understanding is another's opportunity for a nationally syndicated television show, but they might as well have piled the money spent on these studies and burned it for all the good it did the subjects in the medical literature. At least they could have used the heat to pasteurize some milk. Next up, homeopaths without borders, or sense. Quote, Men never do bad medicine so completely and cheerfully as when they do it from a homeopathic conviction. Blaise Pascal. Kind of. Doctors without borders, also known as Medicine Sans Frontiers, how's my French, huh? Pretty good. Is an organization that sends physicians to some of the most needy parts of the world. Using the style, but not the substance of Doctors Without Borders is Homeopaths Without Borders. Or as the rational wiki called it, Medicines Sans Medicaments. Medicines Without Medicine. Their goal is to send homeopathic care to those in need. Based in Florida, it appears to be the work of one homeopath, and almost all the work is done in Haiti. Quote, The poor health of these people here is striking. So many girls and women have vaginal infections. So many children have infected cuts. So many men have reddened eyes, rotten teeth, and injuries that are healing badly. The nurses and docs are as dedicated as anywhere else, but they lack supplies and they don't have medicines, end quote. They need help. What should we provide the money for? Antibiotics? Dental care? Yeah. Good nutrition? <laughs> Forget it. Clean water? No, let's supply them with homeopathy. Let's give them water, but not even enough to wash those infected cuts. Now, I admit, this brings about conflicting emotions. I have to admire anyone who will take the time to go to a disaster area like Haiti and work to help those in need. On the other hand, they are offering nothing but false hope and magic, so they cannot make the lives of Haitians any better. Time, money, and resources which could be used so more productively are wasted. I see many patients who have pissed away their lives and opportunity with heroin or alcohol or other bad choices. It's kind of depressing. Quote, let's get a good bass beat going. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, would you capture it or let it just slip? Give effective therapy or homeopathy? Marshall Mather. Hmm, sort of. Wasted opportunities always inspires angst. And so does Medicine Sans Medicament. It does show, however, how powerful delusional states can be for believers of nonsense. But as the rational wiki states, quote, 
Essentially, they go to nations with substandard health care and dilute it more to make it 10 to the minus 430 times as good as the health care in wealthier nations, end quote. I got to admit, it kind of pisses me off that Rational Wiki has those two great quotes. I kind of wish I'd thought of them. Next up, the Pan-African Acupuncture Project. Quote, the evil that is in the world almost always comes of ignorance, and good intentions may do as much harm as malevolence if they lack understanding. Albert Camus, The Plague. How best to spend very limited resources and maximize the health in Uganda, where AIDS, malaria, and tuberculosis are endemic and have devastated the country? Mosquito nets and condoms might be a good start to prevent those blood-borne and mosquito-borne illnesses. Nah, that might actually improve people's lives. I know. Acupuncture. Quote, The Pan-African Acupuncture Project trains healthcare workers in Africa to use simple, yes, and effective <laughs> acupuncture techniques that enable them to treat the devastating and debilitating symptoms associated with HIV, AIDS, malaria, and TB. Again, I do admire the urge to go to Africa and help others. The website asks for donations and trainers on the website, expecting the trainers to provide their own airfare and $3,000, I like to think of it as 300 mosquito nets, to cover their costs. No small commitment. Of course, they provide a vulnerable population with worthless magic, and I can only imagine what that money could have been spent on to provide clean water or malaria nets or tuberculosis therapy, interventions that are inexpensive and would actually benefit the Ugandans. But what is the scary part? Look at the webpage. Uganda is rife with HIV, which is spread by, let me think, hmm, sex, blood, needles, unsterilized needles. In Africa, reuse of needles has been unfortunately common often due to lack of resources for sterilization, and it's helped to spread HIV and perhaps other infectious diseases. So on the website, they have these photos of people sticking needles into patients who could and do have HIV. Not a glove to be seen. Not surprisingly, they probably can't afford gloves. Remember that bloodborne illnesses are spread with acupuncture needles. There have been outbreaks of hepatitis B and hepatitis C from acupuncture in at least two cases of HIV that are presumptively spread by acupuncture needles. Now, it is rare to spread these diseases where good technique is followed scrupulously. Now, poor societies are not known for the resources that allow them to fastidiously take care of needles with proper cleaning. Would anyone besides me worry that some acupuncture needles have a chance of being reused after poking an HIV-positive patient? As best I can tell from the website, they are training people to potentially spread HIV between patients when and if sterilization breaks down and placing the acupuncturist at small but real risk should a needle stick injury occur. They have trained over 100 local acupuncturists and hope to spread acupuncture and the occasional blood-borne viral illness beyond Uganda to other African countries. No benefit, all risk. The Pan-African Acupuncture Project may have a commitment to philanthropy, but I'm not convinced they have a commitment to preventing disease transmission. But as I've always said, if you think that disease is spread and caused by altered 
key, you're not going to pay much attention to germ theory. Quote, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these the homeless tempest tossed to me. I will lift my lamp beside the golden door and waste their resources and health with Cam. Emma Lazarus, 1883. Hmm, sort of. There are also chiropractors without borders and naturopaths without borders. The naturopaths without borders have three contradictory principles. One, health care is a human right for all, not a privilege for a few. Would that that were true. Everyone deserves the best health care, regardless of finances. Sure wish that was true. And finally, naturopathic is well suited for resource poor settings unfortunately that's not true and the third has no relation to the first two principles there's also reiki without borders and herbalists without borders fortunately for the third world these all seem to be the work of a few individuals although haiti seems to be a common destination poor haitians they really do need a border the West has a long and sordid history of exporting disaster to the third world. It's nice to know that scamsters, even if only a very small subset, are continuing the time-honored tradition of maltreatment of indigenous people in third world countries in the name of helping them. Fortunately, there are doctors, nurses, engineers, teachers, chemists, and scientists without borders, all of whom can offer substantive help to those in need. Even clowns without borders would have something to offer, although not for everyone. Quote, People aren't either wicked or noble. They're like chef's salads, with good things and bad things chopped and mixed together in a vinaigrette of confusion and conflict and alternative medicine. Daniel Handler is Lemony Snicket. Sort of. And that ends this particular Quackcast, the real Quackcast, the award-winning Quackcast. Now, what do I want for your time? Not much. What I want you to do is to go on iTunes and write me a glowing review. Is that so much to ask? Otherwise, go to moremark.squarespace.com where you will find links to my growing multimedia empire because the world needs more Mark Chrislop. And I'll see you for the next Quackcast at some point in the not-so-certain future.